Hello there. Welcome to the Kirk Minahan wrap-up show for July 16, 2021. The Michalik effect? Michalik effect? It's a uh, or the Michalik report, I'm sorry. Which is what a uh, big cat called the steroids report he was giving of Jared Carabas. I'm joined. He has not made an appearance in I want to say a month now cuz you were off for a couple weeks. I'm a man about the world. I um, I'm a busy guy. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, we had a couple weeks off, so. That's true. Uh, I'm joined by Blind Owl of Blind Owl Blogs. How's it going, Blind Owl? Oh, it, it's going just fantastic. A three-hour show. You can't beat that today. Awesome. Oh, it was great. It was great. It was a great show today. So, let's start off how it kind of started off. So, me and <laughs> Wait, Dave. Whoa, whoa. Tried... Let me Let me just say this. We're doing this early so Justin can get to his mini golf game. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Had to get my mini golf in. That's gotta, why, uh, that's why everything's that going on. We got to practice for that. No, that was a stupid idea. So <laughs> uh, me and Dave on Wednesday decided to do a wrap-up show that sounded a lot like the real KNC. It was the, the real KNC with Justin and Dave. What did you say? It was the real KNC just with Justin and Dave. Yes. Uh, and so Kirk said, that's over. That's done with. We don't need to give them any ammunition, which I agree with. I think that when you put it like that and you say like, Hey, uh, you know, Kirk wants to have all the ammunition to go. He doesn't want to say, Hey, look now Kirk's co- look his his producers. He made a great point when he said, Hey, look, his producers are now copying his old producers. Oh, he must miss us. Blah, blah, blah. I just give them some stupid reason to talk shit, but yeah, that's, I mean, uh, I, I was a, a KNC listener and I really enjoyed the real KNC, the podcast they did, but it, it, it's like Kirk said, it's kind of below you to go back to their ideas. Yeah. So uh, I agree with them. So we will no longer be doing that. Then I got a lashing today. Uh, <laughs> so I, I tried to come up with some ideas for the YouTube channel and Kirk made a very good point today. See, I never thought that I was putting myself before the show, but I'm going to get, little deep into therapy here my therapist says here we go if you look at other people and they think a certain way about you and mm-hmm. you necessarily you don't think that way that doesn't necessarily mean how i feel i'm doing is true and when kirk made a lot of good points like hey this is you work for the kirk minahan show you're not trying to raise the clout or the uh social points of justin trudell it's like let's work on show first show first show first right. so I, I i get that um i think i Fucked up. I did a terrible job explaining there were terrible ideas of the, the Dave versus Justin stupid thing uh, or things of that nature. But no, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I got really, a the, the message got through. I, I'm you I know, 100% show. If I wasn't 100% show first before, I'm 100% show first now. So it's uh, no, I don't claim to be any sort of expert, but um, the people are naturally selfish, um, mm-hmm. just natural for you to want to do better for yourself. And there, there is a way to make something your creation, but make it for something else. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's what you were doing. Your ideas wouldn't have, I mean, they weren't, they weren't stupendous. Let's just say that. But yeah, I think you know, there is a way to market yourself for something else at the same time. Yes. So I just got to figure out how to do that uh, over the weekend. So hopefully by Monday, I'll have something squared away. But, Ten fresh uh, ideas. But I, I do know that people really like whenever Kirk blows up on someone like that. So um, at least from your perspective, from my perspective, believe it or not, not very entertaining. Blind Owl, from your <laughs> from your point of view, like, do you love it? Is that what you love about Kirk? Because oh, I, I saw a lot of comments. 
that's one of the best parts about Kirk is just mm-hmm. his ability to just tear you to shreds. Yeah. And then, but then in a in a personal way, he was mad at you. But then I bet afterwards, if you asked him, oh, can we, you know, whatever special project you guys are working on for the Sako thing, oh, we can do this. And he'd be like, yeah, that's okay. And it's just like, all right, I was mad about this. And then I moved on. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah, no, he didn't call me or text me and say, fuck you. Hey. Yeah, no, I mean, everything, everything's fine. I would like to see those texts that they do. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, no, but it's it's something where it's like, yeah, like sometimes it sucks to be on the end of it. I just need to stop putting myself first. I need to put the show first. And uh, I, th- I think there's a future for me in this. In this I, so I also think there's a lot of, now I'm going out on a limb here, there's a lot of Kirk frustration with Cullinane that is spilling over to you. You think so? I, th- I do think so. He, he seems very short with Cullinane, and I, I don't blame him. Cullinane is a lot sometimes to deal with, especially he talks a lot more than Steve ever did, so I mm-hmm. think that's getting to Kirk a little bit. Oh, that's an interesting point. I, I See, I don't think I don't think Kirk is the kind of person who – I think if he had an issue with Cullinane, he would take it out on Cullinane. He wouldn't but take I think it out it's, on me. I think it's like a it's – a, it's a spill-down thing where he's frustrated with Cullinane. He yelled at Cullinane that, you know – very famous why comment and then i think it's just it's frustrated in general so it's all coming out at everybody yeah no i i i'm gonna have to disagree with that i think kirk was upset at me i don't i think i think if he was upset at cullinane he would have i not attacked but went, went after cullinane and not a fair point me. i mean he was right to go after you i guess yes i think it's just a He's, his frustration level is higher with Cullinane's nonsense. That's an interesting point. I'll keep that in mind. But um, big news today. Carabas is back after juicing what seems like a year. It's been forever. I mean, <laughs> we had the two weeks off, and we had the week back, and then the week off. And now he wasn't there a couple weeks before that, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been a while since Jared's back. And I love I love when Jared comes in. I think he brings something different to the show. He can yeah, get Mike a little. Mike isn't able to bring. He can get a little. Um... Like I agree with Visionless Dave on one point. It was it, it. There is a lot of rehashing that it's like, okay, keep up, buddy. And I get he's got other things going on, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like rehashing what Little People Big World is today. Like, yes. has, has he been alive for the past twenty years? Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, like the the rehashing kind of gets old. But I understand, like Kirk says, you know, he's a baseball first guy. The summers are tough. Yeah. You know, he's in the dead of baseball right now. It gets kind of difficult. I thought Jared was good today. I no, thought... he was good today. He was good. I, I actually enjoyed the, the, the after when little people, big world guy called and they were talking about it. And then Kirk goes, "Oh, you weren't very active." And he goes, "Well, you were just talking about a fucking reality show for twenty minutes about you yeah. know whatever." He's <laughs> like, "What do I have to say about that?" No, I, I think I think Carabas does a does a great job on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, it was very funny to hear Big Cat kind of break down why he the. I don't want to say pros and cons, but like the the evidence that points towards Jared Carabas juicing because his arms are big. Like in his the studio, his arms are huge, large. large. It's, he's just he's just a big boy now, which is something that's like three years ago I never would have thought. Like, hey, Jared Carabas is going to get like that's the only way to describe him. It's just big. He's got yeah, giant arms. I, he's got and I know there's uh, you know in my profession, gym teacher, there are some people where that when they start working out, they're the muscles, some the muscles just grow faster than others, and some people just look ridiculous. Like, uh, yes, I think uh, it's just weird. I'm not entirely sure. I I did reach out to him and say I will take you up on that offer. I will pretty much stalk you, and when you're out at Kowloon one night, I'll just come up to you with a with a jar saying I need some piss. 
You have um, to hold. You have to hold the jar too. That's the. That's right. Yeah. No, I need to see. I need to make sure it's not. I need to make sure no, there's no bag trickery going on, or anything like that. <laughs> so, I, I reached out, and so hopefully, uh, I think sometime next week I'll I'll go and I'll jump him, and uh, you know demand he pee in a cup for me. Do it but, like when he's out in public. So he just pee, just pee in this for me. And just yeah, just, just real quick. Or maybe I should like go in a disguise and just like mm-hmm. when I see him in the bathroom one day. Like just no, don't go to the like, bathroom. Do it like bathroom. in a parking lot, like with people around. And right? just be like, you need to piss right here, right now, or else you're juicing. <laughs> so uh, I'm definitely yeah. I think I think I think Jared was funny. You know, he had some good ideas. I think him and Big Cat really go back and forth together well. Um, it was very barstool centric. Big Cat's, this episode, Big Cat's new daughter stole the show, I think. Yes, Julie DeCaro. <laughs> Julie DeCaro cats. Yes, it's uh, it, it's nice to. We, it feels like it's also been forever since Big Cat has called in, and I think, I think Kirk might have had Big Cat set to call in before he knew Kirk, Robis was coming in today. Kirk, I think Kirk he said wanted, that he said that he's like, oh, I didn't know you're coming in today, so I have Big Cat. Yeah, so I, I think he, I think he kind of was like, well, we can't just do a me and Dave show a Kirk and Dave show. I mean, oh, you know, oh, big time personality, like, like big cat. I'd love to get, I know, I know what it would suck just travel wise, but I'd love to get big cat in studio one day. Cause I think they would just, that would be great. He's, they have a chemistry. That's pretty, they've got good chemistry and they can just kind of bullshit with each other. Yeah. What, what needs to happen is Massachusetts needs to legalize sports gambling and Penn gets involved because then, you know, they're going to be doing things at Plain Ridge and everything like that. I mean, you could do it if New Hampshire. I mean, New Hampshire already did, but you know, from surrounding. I don't think I don't think Penn is open in New Hampshire, though. Is it? Well, that no, I don't think so. But if they do, then you know that could bring them up. New Hampshire isn't far away. Yeah. So, I think hopefully, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Dan in studio. I think he's a super nice guy. Really goes back and forth with Kirk. Well, you know, Kirk was calling him Libcat today and all this stuff like that. <laughs> Libcat, yeah. He was. Uh, he he was playful. So. Did you know about this Dana Beers thing before the show today? Not a clue. I saw I saw a little bit on Twitter, and I'm like, I don't. Know. I was thinking like there used to be a guy they called Beersy at EEI, and I was thinking no. somebody like that. He was a hockey guy, and I'm like, is that no? Dana's not a hockey guy. He's uh, he's just I, I can't describe it. It's so weird. Like he literally did a very shitty thing to his friend Marina. The way they were describing it, it sounds fucked up. Like that's it's, up. He pretty much last second RSVP'd no. Said he was getting a COVID shot. That's why he couldn't make it. That's, and then that's kind of fucked up. On her wedding, like you see on Twitter, that he's at the Milwaukee's Bucks game chugging a beer, and it's like, okay, but, like this is like this I had people no that. show my wedding without telling anyone. Like that's one thing. Something comes up, but it's like that's it's like, especially like it'd be one thing if it was like, yeah, I don't really know this girl, but you know. We work together, so she invited me. But you know, I'm not. I I don't really know her, so I'm not going to go. But it's like apparently they were very good friends. So it's like Jesus Christ. It, what I will say is, listen to the first thirty minutes of the Dave Portnoy show because yeah. it's very. The crying you, you was a bit three much. Hours, so listen to a little. Listen bit to the it. most recent Dave Portnoy show because it is very entertaining, and Damon does not come off as a good person. No, he doesn't. The crying was a bit much. Like who is this? I I agree. It was a bit much. But I don't know. Girls get super emotional about. You know, no. weddings and things. You don't like have that. to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just I, like to me, is it a little too much? Like I really don't care a shit if anyone shows up when I, when I get married. Uh, I'll just be like, well, it is what it is. But I could are see wedding bells in the air. Is that what I'm hearing from you? No. Yeah, wedding bells are in there. You see my left hand? Yeah, we're walking down the aisle. Fucking next Whoa. month. Whoa! Breaking news. But um, 
you know, I, I think I think Dana really. So if, if anyone gets a chance to kind of just watch that or listen to it, you really get a good perspective on what Kirk and Dan and and Jared were talking about today. I, I think I understand how Kirk thinks. You know, it was a little bit too much for Marina, uh, but I just it's just you got to listen to it. And Dana comes off as a, it, the whole pretty much premise of the of the bit of the segment was is Dana bat is Dana beers a scumbag or did he just act like a scumbag and it's it's obvious he acted like a scumbag but then there's like is he is he a scumbag and it, it, it it's pretty good um I, I highly recommend everyone go check that out that is a uh, douchebag move though that's, that's if they're listening thing. to if they're if they're looking for something this uh this weekend so Let's get to. I think the calls were actually decent today. Good calls. Good calls. The Macho Man. I can't do that. I think, was I that, think Macho Man was great today. Was that Kevin from Bristol? I don't know who that was. I, I was going to say Blind Mike's Daddy or Kevin from Bristol, but I couldn't figure it out. I think it was very. I don't know who did it, but it was very well done. It, it was, was excellent. It was a new character. You know, it fit in, you know, wrestling. Jared Carabas. Mm hmm. The, the guy with the the coming the David Price come in my mouth thing was, was incredible. <laughs> that got me. That got me. I laughed. It was uh, it was I I didn't see it coming, and it, it, uh -huh. it was hilarious. He was he was very funny. The there were a couple other great calls. Uh, the I forget what they said their name was, but the very high pitched one who was asking about cereals. I don't know why. I, I don't know really what funny. that was. It made me giggle. Um, just because I was like, what is this voice? Which is like at the end, right before they cut her off, cut him off, or whatever the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's uh it was very good I, mean, I i don't know why i loved the bad poems the first call the 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 young lady oh, who called in his mom <laughs> yeah those were so bad but they were yeah so those bad. that was that was tough that was like funny yeah like funny in a bad way because it was like oof this is not turning out how you thought it would is it one of my one of my favorite things is when a caller gets cut off and they don't get hung up on right away and you just hear the last little and you know, the woman was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, they're like, sometimes, yeah, I, I do like it when callers will sometimes be like, yeah, this is not working out how I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go on character or something like that. It, it's, but I don't know. Hopefully, there's kind of a resurgence in, in calls, you know, now that Carabas is back. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fans would be 50 50 on Carabas right now, which I think can lead to some great calls mm -hmm. because a lot of the calls come out and I don't want to say hate, but dislike for a guest or, you know, when, when Mike was kind of going through his thing, I think the calls were great. It's so easier to it's easier to mock somebody when you don't like them. Yes. So hopefully they keep on chugging along and the callers kind of step up and everything like that. So that yeah, I mean, is I mean the VD that. call, we gotta talk about that. I was I was just about to get to that. So I see him saying on Twitter that that was a, a body bagging. It's just like So I'm gonna say this. Go I like VD. Oh, VD. I like Jared Carabas. VD won that argument. I think he it was language gymnastics he played. I think I think it was very good that the way he – I mean, it, it was game over as soon as Jared said, like, you hide behind this name. You won't say it to my face. Yeah, that's he a, goes, yeah, my name yeah. is this, 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 and this. And next time you're in Los Angeles, California, hit me up and I'll say it to your face. It's like, it's like damn, okay, well, he just won there. And I, I get where Jared was coming from, that it was kind of a shitty thing to do. But Jared did kind of just put it out there and then run. So I think I, I, it's hard for – and I'm – going to be on VDs here. I think Jared Carabas took the I don't really give a shit tactic, which if you just kind of take the abuse and just kind of don't give a shit, it moves on faster. And it's hard to win an argument with somebody who doesn't really argue back with you. Yes, and it's... 
I think the first thing he said after our, you know, VD started off saying with his little joke and Jared says like, how long did it take you to come up with that? Like, it's Mm. like, okay, first of all, it wasn't terrible. And second of all, it's like, you're not attacking his argument here. You're attacking what he just said. I mean, it wasn't the most creative thing in the world. And it I don't wasn't the most creative the thing world, authority like, on creativity, but it wasn't like, okay, we have to stop this because that was so atrocious. Um, I would have started off with something like, Oh, you did I, interrupt, to did I interrupt a Red Sox game to come here? Like what? Like, that would have been my go-to, but you know. yeah, it's, there, there, I mean, there's a lot, uh, I don't know. How do you grade the fight? Do you grade it? You know, for, I grade, I'm grading it three OVD. Oh, wow. I think, I think he, he swept the judges. Did he? 3-0? That's an interesting scoring system for a, unanimous a fight, decision for a fight. But uh, unanimous decision, sure. I, I it wasn't a knockout. It wasn't a I agree a, a body bagging, but it was definitely a unanimous decision. I mean, Jared kind of threw a curveball with the oh, it's your real name, but then you know the counter punch of oh, here's my real name. What do we got next? Like yeah, that was the- that was that was pretty good. Um, I, 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 am, I will say, I'm looking forward to VD and Menor's show on Sunday night. Oh, I think exciting. they're going to have uh, some good comebacks to that. So we'll I see. Like yeah, no, I'm definitely scoring that one for VD. I do like Menor's getting shit on me. I'm like, yeah, he's just doing it for attention. I mean, it's kind of true. It uh, is true, but I love VD doing it. I hope they discuss that because I'm sure they'll go at it. Yeah. So kind of the before we get to the Gilbert stuff, which was excellent, I thought mm. I thought he was very funny. Uh, EEI oh, ratings came out, and oh. it's – you know, it's it's hilarious just how bad. <laughs> it just it's comical almost because I was a staunch EEI listener even Mutton Callahan days. So I had nothing else to go on. Mm-hmm. And they were getting beaten in the ratings, but I'm like, okay, maybe they'll rebound. But then Greg Hill comes in and just gets obliterated, and he just keeps going down. People realize it's just bad. Yeah, it's just tough. I mean, that Dale and no, like no. Dale, um, Keith and Gresh, Gresh, Gresh and Keith. Mm. That show is terrible. Like if I you t- ever I like tweeted, you turn that on for a second, I tweeted it. Bad. I tweeted at them saying, "Oh, I didn't think uh, anybody could be worse than Dale, but Gresh proved me wrong." It's yeah, he's at least he's Dale something. was mockable. Gresh is just annoying. It's it's just embarrassing. It's, I don't even know how much they can't be getting paid that much, and I don't know that that station just has to be bleeding money. The fact that they were off the air for two hours the other day is. <laughs> Incredible, incredible, and, and I guarantee you that won't affect the ratings at all because no one gave a shit. Might have brought them up because people changed. Yeah, really Yeah, I don't know. Listening to nothing is better than listening to that fucking station. But it's it's. I think they're going to go. Kirk's going to go more into it with Mike on Monday. That seems to be more down Mike's alley than Jared's alley. Yeah, Jared isn't really. I mean, he definitely was a listener at one point. You can tell he knows all the names of the people. Yeah. But Mike was more into the ratings and that whole saga with Kirk at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think I think they'll they'll really dive into that. Mm-hmm. And it's just I hate to say the like repeating segments, but it's like every single ratings book the EEI just keeps going lower and lower and lower, and you don't think they'll survive another three months, and then they somehow end up doing it. But the ratings come out and they're like 0.3% lower, you know, just, just every single time it just keeps going down, down, down. You know, I, um, I listened to Jerry's podcast a couple days ago and he commented that, uh, cause I was always wondering why, then why haven't they reformatted? Go something else, go country, go hits, go whatever. Yep. And he said that the Red Sox own them so much that they have told them, you know, we want all sports to be our flagship station. That's, that's crazy. 
isn't that amazing to think about? They're paying the team to tell them what to do. It, That's insane. And it's like, I don't know, the Red Sox are in first place right now, but no one's really talking about it. I know I'm kind of out of the baseball world, but it just seems to be like such a big gap it, between them and the sports. I really don't see, like at this point, maybe if they brought back like peak Howard Stern, uh, followed by peak Kirk Minahan, it might, they might eventually reach there, give them a year or two, but it's just like, it's bad right now. It's, it's just terrible. It's so, I don't know. I think, I think it's a, it's a big joke. It really is. Yeah. So uh, the Gilbert Gottfried, you know, we pre-recorded that or Kirk pre-recorded that on Monday. Excellent. And it was hilarious. I mean, Gilbert is very, very funny. I really, I think he was kind of like before my time. I remember, I don't necessarily know a lot of his stand-up. I know he's just a funny guy in general. I've heard funny stories about him and and things of that nature. But he was hilarious. I think if you listen, you can kind of hear – Gilbert's not the one who put an end to the interview. It was kind of Kirk. In yeah, the, uh, Gilbert would have – like, I mean, Mike said it on Wednesday. He could have kept going. and uh... Yeah, I think, I, think, I think he could have gone for an hour. I understand why, you know, Kirk doesn't want to keep him or make him feel like he's yeah. obligated to, to do something for him when he's, when he's coming on mm-hmm. to promote a show in Providence, which uh, I can't go because I will be producing VD and Menace's show. But oh, if I wasn't doing that, I would be checking out Gilbert. He's very funny and very you talented. See, you see, my first exposure to Gilbert Godfrey, like like most people my age, was Aladdin and just okay. the, the funny voice of the parrot. And then, you know, my my I remember my mom loving Hollywood Squares, and I you know watched that, and he was on that, which was a great show. Uh, I enjoyed <laughs> it as a kid. And then you know I I was like, who's this guy? And my mom was like, oh, it's Gilbert Gottfried. And then you know I'd look him up, and you know my dad would be like, oh, you're gonna run into some stuff. Like, be prepared. Yeah, and, he's uh. uh... He's the first thing I remember from him was actually the Japan tsunami joke that got him fired from Athlac. Oh yeah, and I did. I didn't know this, but I was. That was the first I, thing you remember. That wasn't that like four years ago. No, that was like in 2010. Was it? Yeah. Jesus Christ! That was four years ago. The Fukushima thing and everything like that. Yeah, that, I was. Oh, that was. I, that I was not in high school. school. <laughs> yeah. I think. I, I think I was in middle school at the time, but. Um, looking this I, up, keep talking. I had no idea that when he said like 75% of their uh, users, Aflac's users are in Japan, it makes sense like why they got rid of it. It doesn't make sense, but like, you know, you understand it. But I think his analogy about the cornflakes yeah, was spot on. That was pretty good. Are you looking um, up what the Fukushima thing was? I, I was. It was 2011. Okay, you're probably Okay. Right. Okay. So, but um, uh, the – the best line I thought of his was, oh, I was too edgy for Affleck, but not too edgy for Disney movies. <laughs> yeah. He, he's still on a kid's show. He is. He was on the Fairly Odd Parents when I was a kid. Yeah, he's still on uh he's still on like some PBS show, which is incredible when you think when you just hear that sentence, he's on, you know, he's the main bad guy in a PBS show. It's like, what? How, you know, how did he get through I think it's like, his voice. I think his he voice started it in two thousand two as well. He's been on it for like twenty years, which is hmm crazy and then you hear like his 9-11 jokes and every, everything he does is very 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 funny yeah so. and i think is it's he's good at uh, voice acting so he makes these cartoons and kids aren't going to look up who voiced you know i looked yeah. it up who voiced dr bender on fucking fairly odd parents yeah so i i think 
I think he had a good time when you watch the interview. I think he he really seemed to enjoy himself. I could see him coming on again in the future. I don't think it would be like a monthly thing, but you know, every couple months kind of check in with Gilbert, kind of what Kirk wanted to do with Artie before yeah. he kind of went off the rails. So I think I think he was kind of doing his canned bits, like the things everybody wants to hear from him. But then towards the end, he started to open up a little bit more and stop doing the Okay, everybody wants to hear this, that, and the other. Yes. So here's a little here's a little inside for you. Oh, here we on go. On Monday, when I was driving Mike back from studio to his house, mm. I he was like, he's like making Gilbert Godfrey laugh is like a one of the all-time moments of my life. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. If you remember, you can you know Mike's a good uh, a fan of Gilbert Godfrey because if you remember in Sacco. He told a Gilbert Godfrey joke and passed it off as his own. He did. And he was asked to do stand-up comedy. So he did. You know, that happened. So I think it's uh, I, I think it was I think it was a great interview all around. Uh, it feels like there's it's been a long time since there's been like an interview like that. I'm trying to think and of the last interview they even did. I, I do like the idea of just kind of like putting the like doing the interview a couple days if it's not a timely thing where it's like you know, if he was, if his show was on t- like Wednesday, they would have had to put it out on Wednesday. But if there's something where like you have a little breathing room, like record an interview and then kind of just throw it at the end of one of the episodes. Yeah, they could have done that. Uh, they could have put that up on, you know, next week and it was, it was fine. Yeah, no, it, it, they could have put that, put that up whenever, but I think it was very good. Yeah. I think today's show was, 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 was great. Um, I, I love, love having Jared back. I hope he's back every Friday from now on. He did kind of lose some steam towards the end. I guess, but I mean, they kind of got more into more into stuff. stuff and the calls. Yeah, it's tough, but I, I think I think Jared's great on the show. I I hope he continues to come back and uh, he will. I think, I, I think he, he's a good, you know, non-baseball season guy. I think I think he's. I think it's good because I think when he first started coming on, everyone was sucking his dick like a lot. It was like 95% we love Jared and 5% we hate him. Exactly. Now I'd say it's more like 50-50, which I don't <clears> mind. <throat> I think it, I think it's good when the fans kind of have some passion in the not-so-nice way. Yeah, I mean, towards... i got to give my guy Tony Cash his props. He came on here and fought with him. Uh, yeah, still no, hates I mean, him. Still yeah, hates him. Tony fucking hates him. Uh, which I know there's a bunch of Twitter people who just – randomly talk shit but it's uh but yeah no so i'm looking forward to looking forward to the show on monday to hear some more eei bashing looking forward to friday hopefully hear some more carabas and uh i I do like if if it could be like i don't know maybe like it'd be cool if kind of you know they start having a barstool guy call in every friday like maybe like would that be something you would like as a fan like to have like your kfc or something with carabas with kirk I'm not a huge. I was never a huge barstool guy. Still aren't. Still am not. Okay. Um, KFC bothers me for whatever reason. But he's Kirk. Kirk makes him good when he's on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't need it to be a weekly thing. I think less is more with those kind of guys. Okay. Um, I mean, if it's Dave Portnoy, that's one thing. I mean, Big Cat's better than KFC, but it, less is more. You know, they come on, yeah. they hash some. When there's a big barstool story to be told, then go to them. You know. So, anything else you wanna anything else you wanna mention today? You want anything you're writing on blindowlblogs.com? I mean, I'm trying to get an interview with a local mayoral candidate. It's not oh. going well. Not going well. Let's oh, just there you go. Have you mentioned that you are disabled? I have, and not interested. Damn, he's not. Gonna so you're telling me that this candidate hates the disabled? 
I wouldn't say hates, just not pleased with the decision. Oh, well, that's too bad. Well, yeah, thank insane. you for joining me. Thank um, you. Glad uh, to have you back, Blind Owl. Uh, no thank problem. you, everyone, who's watching slash listening. And I will talk to you guys on Monday.